0: Welcome to Bolts and Bats in the Bay. This is a podcast brought to you by FL Teams. FLTeams.com is a top Florida sports source dedicated to providing in-depth analysis and coverage for all Florida sports, including college and professional sports teams. Remember to go to FLTeams.com. This podcast is sponsored by Symbol. Symbol is the stock market for sports sports. That allows you to trade sports teams like stocks and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Symbol has blended sports and the stock market to offer you a new way to invest in and profit off your favorite teams. Use your sports knowledge to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 6,000 plus early adopters who have started to profit off their sports knowledge. Visit www.simbull.com or visit the link in the description to create a free account. When you deposit, make sure you use the promo code FLTEAMS for a $10 deposit bonus to help build your portfolio. Hi everyone, I'm your host Jeff Macalino. And as always, I'm going to give you a quick run through the week that was and the week ahead for your two-time defending Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, and your Tampa Bay Rays. We'll start it off with the Lightning as usual, three games uh, over this past week. Uh, Starting things off Friday, they were home against the Seattle Kraken, getting their first crack at the Kraken. Things went well in this one for the Lightning. Uh, Took a 3-0 victory. Uh, The scoring started pretty early on in the first. Uh, Pierre-Edouard Belmer got his first goal as a member of the Lightning. Ross Colton added his second of the season early in the second period. And the captain Steven Stamkos uh, added one for good measure, his 11th of the season in the third period. Vasilevsky, another shutout uh, only had to make 17 saves in this one. The Lightning convincingly defeat the brand new Seattle Kraken, who are off off to a, a rough start, uh, as a, uh, as an expansion team this year. The things got worse then as the Lightning took the road, went up to Minnesota to play the Wild, where historically the Lightning just have trouble, and that continued, uh, you know, the the bright spot in this one, they dropped this game 4-2. The bright spot was Corey Perry got his second goal of the season in the first. Actually tied things up 1-1. Uh, Lee Wild did take a 2-1 lead heading into the second period. Alex Kalorn did tie the game up. Again, his eighth goal of the season. However, the uh, Ryan Hartman got the game winner in the third. Take a 3-2 uh, lead over the Lightning. And an empty netter to uh, ice things out. The Wild take that game four-two. Lightning were a little short-handed for their next com- contest uh, Tuesday at St. Louis against the Blues. Uh, Brian Elliott got the start in goal. Steven Stamkos uh, missed the game because, uh, well, not for bad reasons. Uh, he returned uh, to Tampa for the birth of uh, he and his wife's second child. So he missed the game. Matthew Joseph also missed the game. He's day-to-day with a uh, what sounds like a relatively minor injury. He got banged up in that game against Minnesota. Shouldn't be anything long-term. Uh, but obviously missing two additional forwards on top of, obviously, Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov. They were a bit shorthanded. Also starting the backup goaltender, well, they took a 3-0 lead in the first period. Anthony Sorelli started things off, uh, a goal that initially looked like it might go to Taylor Radish. Uh, he instead got his second assist of the season on the goal. Uh, Cirelli, seventh. Corey Perry added a goal on a, the power play, his third of the season. Back-to-back games for him. Things are heating up for Corey Perry, which is a very good sign. Eric Chernak returned to action. And only five seconds after Corey Perry scored that goal, Eric Chernak got his first goal of the season. Radish got uh, another assist on that one. Lightning took a 3-0 lead into that first intermission, and unfortunately, very disappointing that they could not hold on. Gave up too early in the second, and uh, a power play goal early in the third, and Lightning were not able to put anything else on the board on their end. Uh, same goes for overtime, weren't able to put anything in. Uh and then the shootout, the lightning dropped it, one nothing. Also not able to put something in. Of course, you know, they're two top guys in shootouts, Steven Stamkos and Braden Point, uh were not there. So uh, you know, Victor Hedman, Corey Perry, and Ross Colton were the shooters, weren't able to put one in, and Elliott allowed just the one, but that was enough. So the overtime loss for the Lightning, so A one win, one loss, one overtime loss week for the Bolts. Uh, Leaves them at 12-5-4 on the season. That's 28 points. They are still in third place in the Atlantic. They are five behind both Florida and Toronto, who both have 33 points. Uh, Florida Panthers have played one game more than the Lightning, and Toronto has played two more games than the Lightning. So the Lightning still... Keeping things relatively close. They uh, do have a three-point lead over Detroit, who is in fourth place. Detroit has also played two games more than the Lightning. So the Lightning doing uh, as I've said they need to do, kind of just keeping uh, keeping in there. Uh, nice to get Eric Chernak back from his injury. And obviously it'll still be a few more weeks before we're looking for Braden Point to return. And a little more than that for Nikita Kucherov as well. Uh, The week ahead for the Lightning, they have one game back at Amelie Arena uh, against the St. Louis Blues. That's on Thursday, December 2nd. They hit the road then for uh, their next five games, uh, Saturday and Sunday, uh, back-to-back. They're at Boston on Saturday and at Philadelphia to face the Flyers on Sunday. And then Tuesday, December 7th, they travel up to Canada to take on the Montreal Canadians in a Stanley Cup rematch from uh, just really just not too long ago, just a few months ago. Um, so the Lightning uh, had a you know not a great week, but uh, again they they had some difficulties and uh, you know again scrapping out a point against St. Louis is nice, even though. Obviously, after that 3 nothing lead, you certainly wanted uh, to get the two points for the victory. Nonetheless, uh, the Lightning hope to bounce back a little bit this week as they, uh, again, have the one game at home before they hit the road. Uh, and they do not return back to Amelie until uh, December 14th and 16th. Uh, not too many uh, games at home for the remainder of uh, this calendar year. For the Lightning. Switching gears, the Rays have had quite a busy week. Um, first, we'll start with the news that uh, was made official that I did talk about last week. Uh, superstar prospect, no longer prospect, I guess, uh, shortstop, Wander Franco, uh, officially signed an 11-year, $182 million contract extension. Uh, it does include a $25 million club option for the 2033 season. Uh, so it could be up to 12 years and uh, $223 million. There's a few uh, additional uh, incentives in there based on MVP voting. Um, so max value, two twenty-three million over 12 years. Uh, a very large contract, obviously the largest in franchise history the largest for a player with fewer than one year of service time in Major League Baseball, but one that uh, I think will be looked at uh, in the future as a very smart deal and uh, nice to have a potential superstar locked up long term, uh, something they don't have to worry about. They did have to worry about clearing a lot of uh, space on the 40-man roster, so they had to make a few of those moves to uh, get things done. They also made a couple of free agent signings. Um, we'll start with those. Um, the first being uh, an interesting one. They signed Corey Kluber to a one-year deal. It's worth $8 million with the potential to be up to $13 million. Uh Kluber is a three-time All-Star. He's won the American League Cy Young two times. Uh, but he's been battling injuries uh, since his last real superstar season, which was in 2018 with Cleveland, where he uh, was 20 and seven with a 2.89 ERA. Uh, this most recent season, he pitched in 16 games, all starts with the Yankees, uh, 80 innings. Obviously, not able to put out a full season. Uh, he was five and three with a 3.83 ERA. Most notably, in May, he threw a no-hitter uh, for the Yankees against the uh, Texas Rangers. Um, a solid veteran addition. The, the Rays seem to like to uh, do this. They did it last year with Chris Archer, um, Michael Walker. Um, Walker, by the way, signed with the Red Sox. Um so an interesting move and one that certainly can be great for the Rays if Corey Kluber comes uh, even close to what he did really from, from 2013 to 2018. Main thing's going to be seeing if he can stay healthy. And, uh, you know, that obviously uh, works out sometimes with the veteran pitchers and sometimes, uh, unfortunately, like with Chris Archer last year, uh, health was not on his side. Uh, so we'll see how it goes, but a a solid signing for the Rays to, uh, to make, they did want to get him actually last off season, uh, before he signed with the Yankees. Also, uh, added an arm to the bullpen, lefty reliever from the Astros, Brooks Raley. Uh, it's a two year, $10 million deal with a club option for 2024. So possibly three years, um, the Rays need needed arms in the bullpen. You know they, they are losing uh, quite a few guys. Uh, Raley's an interesting one. Uh, his numbers don't jump off the page at you. Last year he uh, pitched a career high fifty eight games, uh, forty nine innings for the Astros. He had uh, sixty five strikeouts to sixteen walks in those forty nine innings. Solid. Uh, six home runs allowed. He had a four seven eight ERA. Um, you know, not again. Not numbers that jump off the page. However, if the Rays are interested in him, and uh, the, the Rays historically, if they have interest in a guy to join their bullpen, you gotta figure they see something uh, that uh, that maybe we don't clearly see. He does have good splits, very good against left handed uh, hitters. Uh, this past year, he had. Just a 195 batting average allowed and a 483 OPS. So, you know, he brings a lot to uh, to facing lefties, and that's going to be most likely his main role. Uh, interesting to see, you know, a decent amount of money, especially for a team like the Rays, to spend uh, on a bullpen pitcher. Uh, but they obviously see something, and, uh, you know, I'm not one to question uh, <laughs> what... What the Rays think, especially when it comes to uh, bullpen arms. A couple of trades as well. Jordan Luplo was traded. Again, really needed to clear space. Traded for an infield prospect. Ronnie Simon, Uh, you know, his numbers at uh, single A and uh, high A ball last year do not jump off the page. uh, Really, to be honest. Uh, he had 249 in uh, a ball and 232 in high a ball he did hit 15 home runs at Vesalia uh, in uh, in just regular a ball uh, so decent power numbers those didn't really translate to his 82 at bats at high a ball don't expect uh, you know him to uh, be on the Rays uh, major league radar anytime soon the bigger trade that uh, may uh, Upset some Rays fans. As uh, Joey Wendell got traded to the Miami Marlins for minor leaguer Cameron uh, Misner, who is the twenty number one twenty one prospect in the Marlins system. Twenty uh, three year old. He he played in high A and double A uh, this past season. You know doesn't. Doesn't, again, not a guy who looks like to be in the majors anytime super soon. Um, but, you know, not a nobody. Um, Wendell, a guy who was an all star this past year, uh, was projected to earn around $4 million uh, through arbitration uh, this season. I think between the money needing to clear a space to officially sign Corey Kluber. Uh, On the 40-man roster, obviously, that was part of this, too. Also, you know, looking at the Rays infield, they did re-sign G-Man Choi. uh, You know, he's their first baseman. Yandy Diaz will presumably play almost every day at third base now. Uh, Wander Franco is obviously locked in at shortstop, and Brandon Lau at second. Uh, They've got Taylor Walls, who can play multiple infield positions and probably will kind of take on the Joey Wendell type role of rotating around, playing different positions. Uh, Some days maybe, uh, you know, he he being a switch hitter, maybe against a lefty, they shift Yandy Diaz over to first base and play walls at third. Um, You know, they they still have versatility. What the Marlins get in Joey Wendell is a very consistent player, an excellent fielder, uh, who's very versatile. Again, he was an all-star this year. You know his his numbers at the plate uh, don't really jump off the page. They were fine. You know he hit two sixty five three nineteen on base percentage, not great. Obviously four twenty two slugging, it's okay. Um, You know eleven home runs, uh, eight steals, but he was caught stealing six times. So one hundred thirteen strikeouts. That's that's not great either. Twenty eight walks. Obviously, you know not. Not not numbers that jump off the page, but he's incredibly versatile. Uh, he played mostly third base, was a finalist for the Gold Glove, but he can play shortstop. He can play second base. Um, he previously has played in the outfield, left and right field. Uh, hasn't done that since uh, 2018, which was his best season, really offensively, for the Rays. He hit 300. He actually finished fourth in the AL Rookie of the Year voting in uh, 2018. Um, you know, he's going to be 32 this season, so he's not a young player, um, but a solid addition, and again, a guy who can you can put him as an everyday player at second, short, third, uh, or he can kind of be the guy that floats around and plays mul- multiple positions. Um, so not a uh, a good move, I think, for the Miami Marlins. He's the kind of player that you love to have on the team. And unfortunately, it just seemed like with the Rays, the way they constructed their roster, um, you know, they did need to make a move and the rumors were flying that it was going to be either Kiermaier or Joey Wendell that got dealt yesterday uh, because they needed to make that deal to assure that they could add Corey Kluber today. Some of that's also because December 2nd, uh, Thursday, uh, it's most likely going to be a labor stoppage and a lockout uh we won't go too deep into that but that obviously um adds a wrench to the off season for the Rays and all of major league baseball we'll see uh how that works itself out that obviously you know there's still some time before spring training is supposed to start so we'll see how that all works uh but Joey Wendell uh again great great player for the Rays the kind of player who uh Makes the Rays great, frankly. A guy who they got in 2018. He had played a couple seasons uh, with the uh, Athletics, but was not, you know, not uh, wanted all that much. Um, The Rays actually got him for a player to be named later in 2017, after 2017. So again, not really a guy that was in high demand. And the Rays made him a guy who... You know, played 400 games uh, for them over the over the past four seasons, uh, and again provided very steady defense at multiple positions. So, uh, shout out to Joey Wendell again uh, at a 2021 All Star, um, and uh, you know, again some some Rays fans are certainly going to be disappointed, but there there's only uh, only spot for 40, and uh, the infield is. Certainly, something I would still consider a strength for the Rays looking to 2022. So, that'll do it for a long winded uh, <laughs> Bolts and Bats in the Bay. <coughs> Please feel free to hit me up. Uh, follow me on Twitter at St. J. Mac and follow FL Teams on Twitter at FL Teams. Subscribe to the FL Teams YouTube channel, Facebook page, and uh, Instagram. And go to flteams.com to stay updated on all your Florida sports news and coverage.